Welcome to the Vinny and John Show. I am Vinny. I am John. How you guys doing? Good evening. You're amazing. Hot dog. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, we do. Yes, with yes. With all our heart. That's why we make these podcasts. These are for you to engage with and hopefully learn something as we learn something. So, Absolutely. Yeah, because we, 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 uh, we know some, but we're always endeavoring to learn more. Yeah. And what we want to learn usually is a balanced approach of uh, truth and, uh, mm-hmm. and scientific fact and just everyday common. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're going today. Because this is something that boy oh boy, uh, you you could say I think I think qualifies. Would you say as a hot button issue? Yeah, what we're about to talk about is a hot button issue. I would say mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. controversial. Yeah, 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 just a little, just a little. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that uh, uh, you either love it or hate it. Not very many people are ambivalent about this. Most people have uh, very strong opinions about what we're about to talk about. Uh, And basically, we want to talk about things that Christians, for whatever reason, tend to want to demonize. We want to talk about things that people are are, uh, often, often... On one extreme or the other, and and one of those uh, big topics is vaccines. Ah. We want to talk about vaccines. We want to talk about things, and, and not just vaccines, but but things that Christians tend to want to demonize. Because yeah. we Christians have a, a tendency, for whatever reason, to demonize things. And when I say that, I mean uh, literally, uh, if it's new... It's the mark of the beast for some reason. Mm-hmm. Now, what's your experience in this, sir? Well, I mean, I, I understand the caution um, behind, I guess, what you said, new things. I, I understand that we read into the current events of the world too much, in my opinion. Uh, we think it's always the end which you know the word of god says be watchful um know the times know the seasons um, but th- this particular issue and in, in vineology in my opinion um like you said it's it's often unfairly demonized because of some of the players involved mm. and it, because of the thing i hate the most of anything on the internet and that is conspiracy theories uh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, it's it's one of those things that that you see a lot in media, uh, the stereotypical Christian response to a new thing is to say that it's the devil. And that's or that's that's the mark of the beast. That's the devil. That's the and I don't I don't think any any uh, character in uh, modern media epitomizes this more than the water boy's mother. 
If anyone's ever seen a movie called The Water Boy with Adam Sandler, he plays this little Bayou uh, boy uh, who's not really a boy. He's a full-grown adult, but he still acts like a little kid. And he lives with his mama who tells him everything is the devil. Everything is the devil. He wants to play football. No, football's the devil. And like everything is the devil. She's a caricature, really, It's is what it is. Let's be honest. It's a caricature because, you know, Christians aren't portrayed in the most positive light in Hollywood. No. But at the same time, I had to sit and go, you know what? That I'm looking at a lot of the stuff on the internet today. And I, man, Vinny, every time I see someone say that a vaccine is the mark of the beast, it makes me think of, hap- of, of, of the water boy's mother going, <laughs> electricity is the devil. Foosball is the devil. <laughs> Girls are the devil. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I'm not an Adam Sandler fan because I've never seen that movie. Oh, Wonderful. that was a long time ago. It's probably now oh, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Uh, no, but I'll tell I, you, that's just that's just my opinion. But. <laughs> no, no, no. There's nothing wrong with having different opinions. As a matter of fact, that's I think that's the problem that a lot of people have nowadays is we're not allowed to have different opinions. There's a, a sort of tribalism that has taken hold of yeah. modern discourse. And if you belong to a certain group, you must fit this mold. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you are almost ostracized by this group. Mm-hmm. You're pushed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's one of the things that I think is, is very dangerous, especially considering, you know, if you look at the Bible, you look at John 17, you look at where Jesus says, you know, the glory of God, the purpose of the glory of God is so that we all may be one as God and he are one. And you look in Romans 14 and you, you see that you're not supposed to look down your nose at somebody else just because you think their faith is weaker than yours. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So have you been vaccinated for anything in your life? Yeah, uh, I was vaccinated as a little kid and haven't had a vaccine in decades until a couple months ago. And then godly amount of vaccines were put (laughs) into my body for the purposes of my trip to Kenya. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, do you feel like you're damned to hell? (laughs) I feel like I am God. Do you do you have any microchips in you? You think? Not that I know of. Um, <laughs> and when, when when Neuralink comes out, you know that might change. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the reason I bring this up is because uh, most people, most people, have been vaccinated for measles, mumps, rubella, uh, yeah. chickenpox, uh, polio. Uh, rabies, shingles, rubella, whooping cough. Um, there's there's a huge list. I was looking up just you know some vaccines. Yeah, I was like, let's sit, let's take a look. And it was like, okay, the MMR or is it MRR? Or MMR, uh, measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. That's something that most people get before they're a year old. Yeah, and I was like, well, I I, I had that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, and I looked at a bunch of other vaccines. I'm like, okay, well, we've had that. So I wanted to see what's the difference between those vaccines and modern day vaccines, and why are people so up in arms about it? Yeah. 
And so I did a lot of research and I looked into different things and I talked to a lot of people who are anti-vax. And I got to say, I didn't really find, I didn't really find any arguments that weren't based in some sort of controversial um, conspiracy theory, really. Yeah. It's usually one or two people who have an opinion about a thing. And because they have an opinion about a thing, they set up to prove that their opinion is the right opinion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I think honestly, I mean, what do you think about that? Like, like we all have predetermined biases, of course, for different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the Bible and medicine, modern medicine. Yeah. Like, what's your opinion? Because I, you know what my opinion is, but like, what, what do you think about, you know, cancer treatments and getting your legs stitched back up and getting bones knitted and set and things like that? What do you think? I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to quote Matthew 18, 16, John. Let's do it. And it, said, it says, if, but if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Now, how I apply that to this is the testimony of two or three of your friends on Facebook or two or three conspiracy sites is, is not, is not sufficient. It's not sufficient. So if you want, if you want to research something and find evidence for something, it needs to be, and this is veneology, it needs to be something that is provable to the point that it is admissible in a court of law. It can't be conjecture. It can't be a theory, a conspiracy theory. Okay. It has to be, in my opinion, scientifically researched and not just one, but two or three based on that scripture. And the internet has made it very easy for us to form strongly held opinions, strongly held beliefs upon things for which there is no empirical evidence admissible in a court of law. So that's just, that's just the threshold I use. Um, People have different, different theories. I'm also going to pull up Proverbs 11, 14. Yeah. And it says where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Some versions say there is wisdom. So Mm. multitude of counselors, different sources, sometimes different opinions. You go to a doctor, get a second opinion. This is how our firmly held beliefs, not things we think might be true, like Epstein didn't kill himself, (laughs) but our firmly held beliefs need to be substantiated with truth. With actual facts. Yeah, the facts don't care about your feelings. They don't care about your experiences. <laughs> we, 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 I don't play with those. I, just, I don't do it because it can really damage. To, to me, it cheapens our faith. It yeah. cheapens real faith. If you have real faith in these theories, unsubstantiated, what do you base what you believe about the about God? What do you base that on do you base it on the doctrines that you the dogmas that you've held since you were a kid or do you base them on the word of god do you base them on two or three or more new testament scriptures 
to back up that doctrine. Um, and I honestly say that I personally have had beliefs that I do not have now because of the word of God. And I have had yeah. beliefs about science and about, you know, current events that I do not hold now because of evidence and because of the word of God. So we have to let the evidence and the word back up everything that we truly believe. So yeah. That, that's my, well, and I, well, and that's, that's exactly right. And, and I think the reason that we're seeing so much of this, I think the reason why Christians at, by and large, um, and, and I'm not saying this is all of them. I'm saying that, that what it, what is being, produced what is being shown what is being portrayed um, pretty much everywhere you look is not the best of us no i think the best of us are participating in the mission that god set before them they're evangelizing they're ministering they're doing the gospel i think those are the best of us are the ones that are out there right now loving the unlovable and, and healing people and praying for people and feeding people. I think those are the best of us. What we're seeing right now, I think, is a sort of mass hysteria based from irrational fear. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, mass hysteria based on irrational fear. And then as Christians, it's so easy to demonize an entire thing because we don't want to acknowledge new technology and new medical treatments and, and new things. And we, we don't want to acknowledge it as something that could be good or yeah. enriching or enhancing the kingdom of God. Yeah. And this, uh, this led me to do a lot of reading about people that don't want to adopt new technology. And one of the biggest group of people that I came across was the Amish. Mm -hmm. The Amish consider themselves Christian. I, they are, if they call in the name of Jesus. They have a doctrine they call Ordnung. And the Ordnung is a very strict set of rules governing how they must live. But almost every single one of, uh, one of them has an avoidance to modern technologies, mm -hmm. modern living, and modern behaviors. Yeah. They don't want to adopt electricity. Uh, they are very hesitant to adopt uh, motor vehicles, anything complicated like that. Now, just recently, they started adopting things on a very limited capacity. Like, they'll use electricity if they generate it themselves. Okay. They'll use a computer if it's for word processing for a business. Yeah. No internet, no pleasure. Like, they're not allowed. They're, it's very strict very strict because they believe honestly that modern technology mm -hmm. uh, knocks them away from God. And that and, is to believe. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, and that's the thing, like that's what they believe. That's what they want to believe. That's how they want to live. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But what we're seeing now is a group of people saying vaccines are the devil. Vaccines are the anti, uh, the mark of the beast. It's, it's the antichrist at work. And if you get a vaccine, you're damned to hell. The Amish aren't going around doing that. Mm, not that I know. But we're seeing this mentality, uh, not just from the Amish, which they're doing their own thing and they're not damning anybody, but we're seeing this in, in large swaths of, of the body of Christ. And it's not recent. 
it's been around for a long time. Uh, do you know who Oral Roberts is? I sure do. He is a man of God, isn't he? Yes, he is. I uh, I sometimes will fire up his uh, his messages. He is, for those of you that don't know, he is one of the very, very first men of God to have a TV ministry. He fired this up in the 1960s, and he literally had to leave the denomination that he was in. Uh, he was part of the Pentecostal church. He had to go and move to, I believe it was a Baptist church, because they believed that TV as a whole, that movies as a whole, yeah. were of the devil, that it was evil. It prints of the power of they, the air, man. Come on, the airwaves. Hey, and that's, they literally wrote a book. They literally wrote a book talking about the evils of the silver screen, and they included him as one of the people that wanted to use it and, and said that he was leading people astray. It, and it kind of really hurt me for him because I'm like, dude, this guy's like, TV is here. Yeah. TV is something that is in millions of homes. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Let's use it for the kingdom of God. Yeah, I thought we were and he got able a, to be taking dominion, uh, not hiding in a cave, you know? So it's a little uh, perplexing that we wouldn't want to invade the kingdom of darkness if it's controlled by evil. Why don't we flip it? Why don't we invade yes. it with light? How about that? Yes. Yeah. And, and it, I don't understand the mentality, but it's been around for a long, long time. And I really honestly think that it is born from fear of the unknown. It is born from uh, a lack of trust out of things that have happened in the past. And it is uh, from a place of ignorance about uh, not being interested in wanting to know how something works or operates or how it could be used for God, because in their mind it's evil and that's all that matters. And, and it's, Keep it there. And there are people you see all across the world who have this opinion about different things. In Romans 14, which we brought up earlier, there are people in Romans 14 who thought that if somebody uh, didn't eat meat, right. that their faith was weak. Yeah, They, they were called weak for having, for having a faith that was uh, what they considered less than theirs. And it's the wording. You know what? I'm just going to go there. Do it. I'm just going to go there. I hope I hope people don't mind if I, you know, look up Romans 14. I mean, you know, I hope you don't have a problem with that. You have to bring the word of God into this discussion, John. I, I'd rather we just stick with our own opinions. That would be nice. I know. It, yeah. it, you know, it's just an old book written by men, right? By old, oh, like old. <laughs> old men. It's an old book. That's all it is. Yeah, it's just the basis for all our civilization. But okay. Yes. <laughs> Romans 14. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servant, stand or fall. And they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. 
One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Hmm. And I'm going to stop right there. It goes on. The whole chapter is amazing, but I'm going to stop right there at verse six. Each person should be convinced in their own mind. I'm sorry, that's verse five. And here's the thing. You can be convinced in your own mind, and a lot of people are, but don't forget the stuff that came before that. To accept the one whose faith is one that you consider weak. And it uses, it uses the example of, of food, but we can apply this to a plethora of different Right. I was going to say, replace the word meat with vaccine. Yes. I'm not, I'm not going to trash the Amish. I, I'm not going to even trash anti-vaxxers. That's, no. I believe their faith is weak, but they have the, the freedom to believe what they believe. But they certainly shouldn't be attacking others who don't believe the same way. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. And it's not like vaccines are new. Vaccines have been around for a thousand years. Ooh, tell it, tell it. This is amazing. This is amazing what you have so, here. I was looking into the history of vaccines, mm -hmm. and I found out that in China, over a thousand years ago, when they would have a smallpox outbreak, they would take someone who recovered from smallpox, and they were past the point of dying mm -hmm. and they're healing from it. And they would take that person's wounds, that person's sores. Mm. They would scrape them off the person's body. They would dry them into a powder, then blow it up another person's nose mm -hmm. to inoculate them from smallpox. Now the person would get it, it reported that keep in mind, this is, you know, from, from a thousand-year-old records, but it said that the people that would get this stuff blown up their nose would get some smallpox symptoms but would not die from it, effectively being inoculated. Fascinating, dude. I did. Can you believe I that? I did not know that until you told me a day ago. That is absolutely amazing. It, it is something that I never knew was a thing, but I'm like, okay, Wow. So I started looking into it and that knowledge from China spread all over the world, all over the world. And it even found its way to American slaves back in the 17 and the 1800s. And then that knowledge got to some scientists who started looking into survivors of illnesses yeah. to generate antibodies to protect people who haven't had it yet. Wow. And that led to more vaccine uh, uh, production. It, it, it's, it's old knowledge. Vaccines are old, 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 old knowledge. This is, this is something that's been around for a thousand years and it essentially really hasn't changed. Find someone who's survived an illness, find out how they survived the illness and spread that survivability to somebody else. Hmm. Take the disease itself, use the disease itself to make it to where somebody else isn't going to die from it. Yeah. And they're not going to suffer severe ill effects. Can I tell you, my wife and I had coronavirus in November and we both are fighting something they call COVID brain. Yeah. COVID brain 
makes it to where you can't think so good. You have trouble with your thoughts. It's almost like when you have the flu and you're sick and your brain is like kind of hazy and you have a hard time putting two and two together. There, there are people that have lasting effects from this and it's not, it's not uh, permanent. They don't think eventually you'll recover from it, but we are still going through some of those symptoms and the, one of the more annoying symptoms, uh, the taste and smell, Jen, my wife, still hasn't recovered her full taste of sense and smell. Yeah. She hasn't. She says she can probably smell and taste about 50% of what she used to since COVID. You know what would have been great prior to that? What, John? A vaccine. A vaccine. You mean mean, uh, Bill Gates' Mark of the Beast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mean Satan's a vaccine might have been might have been nice. You mean a pokey from Uncle Joey? You <laughs> mean uh, the Fauci ouchie? <laughs> Fauci. I, I say that every day to myself. It's a little fun, but yeah, no, you, that you is could fantastic. Used, you could have used a little, little medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, so it would have been nice. You know who else could could use some medicine? Who's that? The tens of millions of people in places like India and Africa who die every day from preventable mm. diseases. Mm-hmm. Hepatitis, malaria, treatable diseases. And when I went when I went there to Kenya a few weeks ago, I mean, man, you you cannot argue with me. You cannot argue with me about the, the, the need for these kinds of medicines. There are several people right now that are going through um, hell on earth, people that I know that are there. And because of the love that God's put on our hearts, we've been able to help them get the medicine that they need. And as these diseases keep popping back up, this medicine really helps them. Much of this is it does. Much, much of this medicine is antibiotics um, and vaccines. And without vaccines, millions upon millions of human beings that are alive today would not be alive. That's the fact. I personally have an opinion about global population. People being alive is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> on the planet is better for humanity. It is, might be controversial to some, especially nowadays, but I like people being alive. That's kind of dope. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of a good thing. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. vaccines on the whole are a plus. They are a public good. They do good for the most part. Yep. I'm not saying that there aren't some that have had adverse side effects. I'm not saying that there were some bad vaccines in the past, but vaccines as a topic are a plus for humanity. And that, that is indisputable. And yep. I know we both looked up some uh, some research on this um, as far as the, the amount of deaths that have been prevented. And this is just, this is just from recent years. 
on this study I have from uh, the World Health Organization. Let me reload my computer as being a little bit slow here. Immunization, according to the World Health Organization, currently prevents two to three million deaths every year. An additional 1.5 million deaths could be avoided if global vaccination coverage improves. So that's that's currently, that's not, we're not talking about the 40s, we're not talking about the 50s, the 60s, when polio and the 80s when AIDS and all that was spreading. This is right now. So this is yep. the modern era. I think two to three million people being alive that would not have been alive. Again, might be crazy conspiracy theorists here, but I think that's a good thing. I think it's really good. And I think more and I think more people, if more people would just let go of this dogma uh, that all vaccines are bad and that all vaccines are the mark of the beast, more people would be alive. Well, and right there, let's let's focus on that. Uh, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy? Mm. To not not Jesus. No, Jesus doesn't kill anyone. He actually saves people. Yeah, he went. That healing, sounds awesome. Healing all who were oppressed of God. Nope, oppressed of the devil. So sicknesses of the devil. Mm-hmm. Anything that helps you is yep. from God. Yep. So vaccines now, are God. Yep. Vaccines are preventive yeah. to keep you from dying. Yeah. yeah. It's, now, I already can hear the naysayers. Can you hear the naysayers? No, because you know I'm what they're saying? The naysayers. I don't want to hear that. Can you hear <laughs> Go ahead, John. The, na- the naysayers are saying, but, 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 but what about the people that are hurt from vaccines? I know of a case of a person dying. I know of a case of a person getting sick. I know of a case of a person. Okay. 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 So let's play the one-off what if game. Uh, How many people die from allergic reactions to, you know, I don't know, ibuprofen, Benadryl, Tylenol, peanuts, bee stings, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but let's let's go to the bee stings one. Uh, bees are necessary for human survival. They sure are. At least currently. Without bees, yeah. 75% of the world's food population would disappear within a year or two. Disappear. They are our pollinators. Without bees, the world would die. Also, some people are allergic to bees, and if they get stung, they die. Should we should we look at bees as being bad? Probably bees not. These aren't real. We need Probably to ban not. bees. Ban bees. Hashtag. No. Ban bees. Bees bees kill some people, so they're the mark of the beast. Okay. Yeah. Africans kill bees. You know what else kills people? What else? Hey. Uh too many cheeseburgers. Oh. You you went there. Yeah, that's real bad for people. You want to know uh, the number one cause of death in the United States is uh, heart failure. Yeah. Heart disease. That's the number one cause of death. Millions of people die every year from heart disease caused by poor diet. 
and poor lifestyle choices? Uh, are hamburgers the devil? Do you see people picketing McDonald's? No, you do not. Why? Because it's their personal choice to frequent those establishments and they are allowed to eat what they want to eat. Yep. Regardless. And you can look down your nose at them and that's fine, but you leave them be. There might even be some vegans or some vegetarians listening to this who go, you know what? I'm very healthy and I know a lot of people who are very unhealthy, which means me as a Christian vegan, uh, which I don't know, I've never met a Christian vegan, I think I've met like one who was almost a vegan. Like a, he, he was like ninety percent vegan, but every once in a while I eat fish. Yeah, I, I know people. Like, I know people. Yeah, they they believed their diet was better than someone else's. They did not say that anyone who didn't eat like them was a heretic or was was following the devil. Right. And like I'm saying, uh, but politics is very libertarian. You. Not for mandates. You want to live the way you live? Great. You do the public a disservice because it would actually really help to hashtag slow the spread if everyone that could or that needed it or that wasn't allergic got vaccinated for everything. Uh, But that is your right to live in the mountains or live in the suburbs or live in the city and not be vaccinated. And I'm not talking about mandates i'm just talking about yep. hearts and minds hearts and minds yep. and the science so hashtag science baby. and let's <laughs> exactly let's look let's look at this vaccine one of the ones that people are freaking out about there's a couple so one of the first ones is the mrna vaccine so this is a new type of vaccine that literally trains your own body to fight covid cool. how does it do it it teaches your cells how to make the little tiny protein spike that is on the outside of the COVID-19 cell. Have you seen the COVID-19 like little cell picture? Yeah, yeah. Looks like a soccer ball full of spikes coming out of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. right? Those little spikes coming out of it is what it teaches your body to make. Yeah. Those are harmless, right? Those are harmless. And so what it does is it teaches your body to make those little proteins mm-hmm. and then your immune system gets those little proteins and punts them and just smashes them and is like, oh, okay, so we're going to make this little protein thing and then we're just going to learn how to just destroy it. Yeah. So now anytime something that looks like that or has that comes near me, we'll know exactly how to kill it. Nope. So, so how can we put this in a way that people could understand? Uh, so, you go to the shooting range. Oh, yeah. You learn how to fire a gun at targets. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're a, a, a police officer in training. They run you through drills. They teach you how to fire this weapon. They teach you the rules of engagement. They teach you who the bad guys are. Right. Or even a soldier. They teach you who the back is. Here's who you go after. And they run you through that sim, uh, simulation course at the end where you have to like walk through a training yard and there's like those dummies that pop out and some of them have guns pointed at you and some of them are innocent people. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And at the end of this, you go into the field waiting to come across a real bad guy. Yeah. The mRNA vaccine trains your body's immune system by giving it a simulation of COVID-19. By, by training your own cells to fight COVID-19, when the real deal comes across your body, yeah. your body knows exactly how to fight it because it's been training for this moment because of the COVID vaccine knows exactly how to take it out. Awesome. That's so cool. I'm like, that's pretty neat. And you, and they have a double dose of it. So most of them are a two-step, a two-phase um, vaccine. Mm. And I think that's pretty, pretty freaking sweet. Now, the, the Johnson & Johnson one is different. The John, Johnson & Johnson one is not an mRNA vaccine. It's a vaccine in the more traditional sense of the word. Mm-hmm. What they do is take a hollowed-out shell of COVID-19, harmless. Right. All the guts are sucked out of it. But it's still got that harmless shell. And they figure out how to turn that into a, a thing that they can put into your body. And kind of like the mRNA, it's not training your body to it, but it's, it's your body looks at it and attacks it. Right. And this it's the whole thing. And it's a, it's a traditional vaccine. It's like the measles vaccine. It's like the mumps vaccine. It's like, it's, it's like the vaccine that's been, have been around for 50 years. But the problem that people have with it is that they test it on fetal cells from an abortion that happened in the 60s. Right. And so because it came from a elective voluntary abortion in the 60s. And these cells have been cloned and cloned and cloned and cloned and cloned and cloned. And, cloned. and they're used for a variety of things. And people say, well, I don't want the, any part of that because it has to do with an abortion. And I agree, abortions are awful. Yeah. Yes, abortions are yes. bad. By and large, abortions occur when there has been a failure of some sort. A bad thing has happened. Someone was abandoned or someone was, you know, God forbid they they were forcibly raped or God forbid they got pregnant with a spouse who then left them. And it's a horrible, tragic thing that occurs. And I wish that they never occurred. What, because I want to take away a woman's right? No, because a woman getting an abortion is a sad thing. It means that something bad happened. It means a mistake was made. You know what I'm saying? It's a tragedy. That's the way I look at them. And so what do you do when a tragedy happens? You do the best you can. You do the best you can. I don't advocate for them. I am a pro-life all the way. Yeah. And I also have some amount of practicality in a sense where if you can do something, learn something, heal somehow from a tragedy, you learn from that experience. If something positive can come from the ashes of what could have been by all means, like we're we're supposed to wake up every day and try to do good in the world. And so in the 60s, these scientists uh, had this woman who donated the fetal tissue after her abortion. And they decided, 
you know what? And this was not in the United States. This was in the Netherlands. They decided, you know what? Okay, let's use this for the betterment of mankind. And they weren't the first ones. There was people who their babies died tragically after birth. And babies had various diseases. They used those babies' bodies to create vaccines for those diseases. There was one, I can't think of the name of it, but the baby is born with a rash over its entire body. And sometimes instead of being a rash, it blinds them. Sometimes instead of blinding them, it goes into their lungs and the babies can't breathe and they die. And this is something that is passed from the mother to the baby. And so they would take those, the, the bodies of the babies that the mothers would donate and they created vaccines from it to where no more babies had to die. And so we look at something like that and it's a horrible, tragic thing to happen. It's a horrible, tragic thing. Nobody wants, nobody wants to have a baby die. But what do you do when they do? What do you do when you have a child that died from a sickness, a disease, something that we know from the Bible, it's from the devil. Sickness and disease is of the devil. So you want to fight sickness and disease and you take something that the devil meant for evil and you're like, you know what? I'm going to create a vaccine from this tragedy so that no more babies have to die this sickness and disease and you make a vaccine and 30 years later someone's saying that your vaccine that you created so that no more babies have to die is the mark of the beast come on come on to me that's that's spitting on the efforts of people who are trying to save lives and then you look at People like, and, and I know, like, I'm not saying doctors are saviors. I'm not saying doctors are God. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they're perfect. There are a lot of flawed doctors who have done a lot of jacked up stuff. Some of the stuff I came across when I was researching vaccines and studies was a lot of really jacked up doctors who did a lot of really jacked up things. So, uh, have you heard of the Tuskegee uh, Institute syphilis study? Uh, I know about the, the Institute. I vaguely I heard of I don't know exactly what it is. No. Okay, so syphilis is a sexually transmitted disease. We have vaccines for it now. We have treatments for it now. Um, but back then, they didn't. And so what they decided to do uh, back in the, I believe it is, it started in the 40s. It started in the 40s. They found a certain group of black men who had syphilis, several hundred of them. There was like 600 of them. 400 of them had syphilis. 200 of them didn't. And they told the men, we want you to participate in our study, and we're going to treat your syphilis with a brand new drug. And we want to track the disease and uh, uh, treat you and, and see if this medicine works. The men said, okay. And they said, in exchange, we'll give you free medical care and we'll give you a few other benefits. And the men said, okay. But they lied to the participants. Mm -hmm. The medicine was placebo. Mm -hmm. And so they were giving them a placebo and encouraging the men not to actually get treated for syphilis. 
because they wanted to watch syphilis kill them. They wanted to see the lifespan of syphilis. They wanted to see what it would do if it was left untreated. And they told, they told the local medicine, medicine clinics, the medical clinics, not to treat the men. That if they wanted treatment, they had to come to them for treatment. And it was just aspirin or sugar pills. Now, keep in mind, they started this study in the 40s. And a few years after they started it, very shortly, like three years after they started it, they came out with a treatment, the penicillin, that treated syphilis. They didn't give it to them, Vinny. They withheld it You know it what from that them. sounds like? That sounds What's like that? eugenics. That sounds like genocide. I use those words. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about this another time, but what the Nazis did and what Stalin did was inspired by American progressives. It was inspired by people like yeah. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, uh, the, the, the abortion genocide. That stuff was not their idea. It was an American idea. Evil, evil, yep. evil, evil. It's so that's, a, that's another topic oh, yeah. for another time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but stuff like that is, is all too common. It's one of those things that, gosh, it's, it creates distrust. And I think the distrust that's created from people that do bad causes a, a lingering effect, right? Causes a lingering effect. I mean, a lingering effect that you still see alive and well today in some communities and in the church. As a matter of fact, I went far back with this study. Did you know Leonardo da Vinci had to break the law in order to do autopsies? I did not. Leonardo da Vinci had to break the law and hire grave robbers to illegally bring him the bodies of recently deceased people so that he could do autopsies and draw their anatomy. Because it was considered evil to cut open the human body. Thankful that that's not considered evil anymore. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, okay, and, and why was it illegal? Because the Catholic Church controlled the local government, and they deemed it illegal. They deemed it evil. It's, it's evil. Don't do it. So yeah. nobody did. So he had to break the law in order to draw all these pictures. If you look up Leonardo da Vinci autopsy drawings... He was one of the first to categorize the internal organs of the human body. And if it wasn't for him breaking the law to do that, and that was because of the church. That was because of the church. Because too many people were like, you know what? No, no means no, and it's bad, and end it there. Right? And it's like, you know, the first guy that studied germs and he told people about using soap and washing their hands. They Germ thought he was theory? a kook, man. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely yeah. the devil. Washing your hands. Oh, Jesus would never do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's just a general distrust of new things, of new technology, of, of medical treatments at large. And we have demonized it. 
we have demonized it. We have called it evil. We've, you know, it's almost like we've called good evil and evil good. It's almost, it's almost like we are following the doctrines of uh, demons. It's almost like we abandon faith and follow deceiving spirits. It's, it's almost like we forbid people to do certain things. Right? This is, by the way, for those of you that don't know, this is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Uh, three. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some people will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciousnesses have been seared as a hot iron, as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods, vaccines, foods, vaccines, <clears throat> foods, vaccines, which God created to be received with thanksgiving and by those who believe and who know the truth. I thought the New Testament was the nice part of the Bible. Like, that was spicy. <laughs> <laughs> And I, am I saying am I saying that all medicine is God breathed? No. Am I saying that you should trust all doctors one hundred percent without no. questioning things? No. Do your research. Do your research. Find out what is good for you and your family. Go to Romans fourteen. Look it up. Read the words for yourself. Believe in your heart one hundred percent that what you are doing is right for you, and do it. Or don't, if it's not right for you. Because if a person does what he knows he ought not do, for him it is sin. That's right. For yeah. everybody it's sin? Yes. No. Oh my gosh, that's for powerful. For you. Don't post about it. Don't judge someone else if it isn't sin to them. Don't cause them to sin. But don't judge them based on what is sin to you. What what has God told you to yep. do? Like me, I'm gonna get the vaccine, yep. not because I think I need it, because I want to travel. I want to go back to Kenya. Yes. And I'm gonna need it. Are you getting the vaccine, sir? Yes. I want the Johnson and Johnson one because it's it. a one do and done. Do it. Yeah. You know? I don't like having to go back for multiple vaccines. So I had the hepatitis, I believe it was B vaccine. Uh, and I had that one. And guess what? Uh, 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 I never went back. You're for reminding me, I will one. go back in a few months for mine. Yeah. Yeah. And they told me your vaccine is incomplete right. without the booster. I was like, well, and they said, well, you're not 100% protected yeah. without the booster. Oh, okay. But I mean, I'm like, you know, 75%. That's good enough. And I never went back. That was years ago uh, when I was a lot younger and a lot dumber. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, okay, this time they've got one that protects you. It's one shot. Then you're done. You don't have to go back. That sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. So uh, the problem is right now you they don't really have places you could go and get a certain one. Mm -hmm. I, at least I haven't seen. Have you seen? Yeah, my work just Nevada? sent me a list of the places that we cover. Um, I, I haven't done the research yet, but I'm looking to do it 
you know, as, as soon as I feel like, um, well, as soon as I see the data on the elderly and the infirmed, making sure that they get theirs first, I don't want to get in line ahead of anyone that actually needs it. Because this might sound like... Well, that's yeah, go ahead. supposed to be... I was just thinking, like, that's supposed to be a right. non-issue soon. Right. Supposed to be. You, you know, we're we're all supposed to have enough for everybody yeah. very soon. Yeah. Uh, we shall see. But I want the Johnson & Johnson one. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to be vaccinated so that I also, yes. too, can yes. travel. Because you got to go to Africa and visit the village, and I didn't. And I'm bro, a little bit jelly. Bro, they put I all go. this in me. They put all these vaccines in me. So icky. That's a big old I list. So icky. I'm just kidding. I felt great. Just a little tightness in the arm. No, no side effects. But yeah, dude. Right. It's, uh, it's something you need to participate in the civil society. And if you choose not to, you won't travel. Well, and and you'll that's, be that's a happy exactly little right. person in exactly your right. non-traveling world, and that's totally fine. Be Amish. Love Jesus. I exactly. love you. Be Amish. <laughs> be Amish. I'm just being Amish with you. <laughs> hey, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not being Amish with you. Sorry. So I'm trying to find a list. You just reminded me of something. I wanted I wanted to find a list of the vaccines that people oh, in the military have to take. Because, and I can't find it, but every military person I've ever talked to says they, they make them go through mm -hmm. a line of a bunch of doctors with yeah. dozens of needles <laughs> and they just pow, 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 yeah, pow. Like, yeah, just, I've seen those. Yeah, they said, and they asked, they're like, what, what's in Not this? Yet. And they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. and they just shoot. <laughs> and it's like, they got to be vaccinated for every possible disease from every possible get place the in the planet. Captain America. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you and me both, buddy. You and me both. Could you imagine? Rage, oh, my baby. gosh. Shoot me up. <laughs> Iron Man sucks. Right. Because when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, why are we trying to get vaccinated? When it comes down to it, why is it that we want to be alive longer? When it comes down to it, why is it that we want to do a thing that's going to prevent us from getting sick uh, and dying or getting sick and losing our faculties? Why is we that? We love ourselves and we love others. Can you answer? Love is the reason. That's it. You hit the nail on the head. You you hit the nail on the head right there. Because we have a mission to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and yeah, love our neighbor yourself. as ourself. To love our neighbor as ourself. We're supposed to go out and preach the gospel. We're supposed to go and do yeah. what God would have us to do. And however we can do that, we need to do it. Now, there are people who aren't going to get vac uh, vaccinated. I wish yep. them all the best. Yep. 
and they're going to go out and hang around a bunch of other people that don't have vaccines. And I pray that they do not get sick. I pray that they are well, and I hope everything goes and well. If they're with healthy, them. And active, I'm going to give take their vitamins. They will be fine. Yeah. So. Yep. And me, myself, I'm going to get vaccinated because I want to go out. I want to go out to the nations. I want to go to various places and show people about the goodness of God and tell people about the goodness of God and demonstrate the goodness of God and show them the goodness so that that goodness will lead them to repent, which will lead them to be born again. That's just my... Thing. That's my opinion about that, uh, and and yeah. that's okay. Both are okay. That's okay. I don't have to demonize. I'm not going to demonize people that aren't going to get the vaccine. No. I won't do it. I'm not going to create hysteria and make accusation that so-and-so is the Antichrist, or so-and-so is damned, or so-and-so has the mark of the beast. I'm not going to do it. There, I remember a few years ago, there was literally people talking about how cell phones were the mark of the beast. Oh, I don't remember that. I'm not old yeah. enough. Cell phones were the mark of the beast. Before cell phones were the mark of the beast, debit cards oh, yeah, you were the mark of the beast. Oh, yeah, you have to have one to do commerce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. We're trying to take away money, and it's the mark of the beast because all currency is leaving. And so debit cards are the mark yeah. of the beast. I remember. I, Here I comes grew up Bitcoin, that. baby. Woo, woo. Bitcoin, woo. Dogecoin. Actually, yeah, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> okay. Next time, next time, next time. Uh, to the moon. No, I'm getting it. <laughs> Freaking game stuff. Oh my gosh. Uh, and then what else? Okay. I remember, and this is kind of a personal story, but I think I've told this before about every single one of my grandpa's brothers dying from easily treatable diseases because they believed if it was God's will to heal them, they would be healed and they wouldn't die. Oh. And all of them died prematurely. Because they believed that modern medicine was the devil. Yeah, and they wouldn't get treated. And, and their freedom. The church, large. Oh yeah, and that's the thing, though, right? They they want to live that way. I think it's sad. Yeah. I disagree with it. Yeah, but that's their right. Yeah, but we have this really bad habit in the church of holding on to our rights, what we believe to be good, what we believe to be right, and what we think God wants us to do, and saying, well, because I feel this way, what I feel is now gospel. And if you don't think what I think, well, then you're, you're not saved. I literally put on, oh my gosh, this was, oh my, it made me so mad, dude. And I did eventually leave it. There was a group on Facebook and I will leave it un, unnamed, oh, no, but no. I was in this prayer group. Oh my gosh. I was in this prayer group and it's just supposed to be a bunch of Christians encouraging each other. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and in this group, somebody asked the question, what do you think about vaccines? And I put, 
I want the Johnson and Johnson one, man. One and done, baby. Oh no, John! Why did you say yeah. that? Oh, because <laughs> they asked. Why did you say that to Christians? Uh, they were asking. Hashtag triggered. Exactly. <laughs> I got jumped on by people that told me that I was damning myself. <laughs> And I said, if I'm damned for getting the COVID vaccine, then 99.9% of all humanity is damned for getting all the vaccines that we've already had up yeah. to this point in time. We're screwed, man. Oh, my gosh. Did you know? Remember I was talking about how they use uh, aborted fetal cells in the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? You know what else they use uh, aborted fetal cells in? A lot of the other ones? Pepsi. Pepsi? Diet Pepsi. I thought Pepsi was the non-woke one of the sodas. You know what else? Cosmetics. Yeah. Cosmetics. Yeah. You know what else? Any package of food that says artificial flavors. Yikes. Kind of hard to avoid that. That's everything and you want to know how i know this because those fetal cell lines from the 60s and the 70s have been maintained and licensed through the years a company can purchase the rights to use one of these cell lines because they have been bred and cloned and grown and they are empty and they can be turned into any kind of human cell golly now, any kind. And so when you're talking about a food company that uses fetal stem cells in the production of the product, does that mean that there are fetal cells in the product? No. It means that they used those cells in the production of the product to test the product on because human testing is illegal. I mean, come on. Let's, let's talk about the Tuskegee uh experiment again to find out why testing on humans is bad yeah. yeah well i'm pretty sure the uh chinese communist party do doesn't prescribe to the same rules that we do but yeah in america probably illegal. not in america and europe it's illegal i would assume oh yeah so they take these stem cells Vinny. they turn them into an artificial taste bud in a Petri dish, basically a Petri dish full of artificial taste buds created from these cells. And so they experiment on it with flavors <laughs> to see what it will taste like. That blows my mind that just that. What? Huh? Yeah. And it reads sour, bitter, sweet, spicy, and they experiment on it, number one, to see if it's safe for human cells to make sure that the cells aren't harmed or killed yeah. by the product. Yeah. Two, to see how it responds to that combination of flavors. And once they find a combination of flavors that is safe, once they find a combination of flavors that reads a certain way and the cells react the way they want them to react because they're looking to see how the cells react to the flavor. So, so they do this to genetically 
alter yeah. the foods and the flavors. Like that hamburger that you eat from McDonald's has been tested on these things to respond on your tongue in a very specific way so that you won't. Bro, I don't understand this, so it must be the devil because that is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> and and Bill Gates, it's got to be all three of them together making oh, yeah. my cheeseburger taste good, and I don't like it. Yeah. I do like it. I do like. I will continue to eat the burger, <laughs> but I don't like it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Crazy man. And so pretty much anytime you're looking at a box of anything that says artificial flavors, that thing has been tested on some artificial taste receptors. Ooh. Makes me want to get a cheeseburger. Now, tell me again, tell me again how vaccines are evil. I think, tell me I think again. you just uh, dropped the proverbial microphone, Mr. Jonathan Lamson. I think you just did that with science. Boom. Freaking tell me again how genetically modified corn is evil. When there are people right now, billions of people not starving to death. GMO has saved billions of lives. Woo! Unpopular opinion. No, 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 no. You don't get to call that an opinion. That is a fact. When all the people in the 60s and 70s were griping and complaining about overpopulation, plant scientists said, no, we have a green revolution and we freaking fed the world with genetically modified foods is it completely sustainable are there problems with it of course there's environmental problems i prefer more humans alive that's the goal yeah. uh, if there's externals externalities negative effects we'll deal with those more people alive good in my yeah. book i like that humans yes alive. now now correct me if i'm wrong when you visited ogembo yeah. It was out in the middle of nowhere, wasn't it? It was. It was weird because it was on the outskirts of an actual like big town. And there were farms everywhere, but they were subsistence farms. This wasn't factory farming. This was people growing enough to feed themselves and family their families and maybe sell a little bit in the local market, no gambo. So it was it wasn't wilderness, yeah. but it wasn't like the outskirts of a town that we would think of. It was just people farming to live. Yeah. Yeah. But correct me if I'm wrong. There's lots of hungry people there. Yeah. Most of the people were, were um, subsist subsisting at best. And, and the village, it, I mean, yeah. the orphanage itself is not sustainable. A quarter acre for 40 people is not sustainable. So, no. Yeah. So they could probably very well benefit from GMOs. They do benefit from GMOs. I can tell you that right now. The rice, um, I'm not sure if rice is GMO, but the corn, um, the other, other products that they purchase and that and that they grow, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. They, they're yeah. alive in part because of GMOs. But using the logic from these, from these uh, vaccines of the devil people, all of them are damned because that's the mark of the beast. Yeah, I didn't. I did never. That thought never got put into my mind until just now, and it makes me want to sin. So I won't think about right. it. Right? There's a, there's a preacher I recently listened to that said something, uh, and he's like, every time I hear someone say "faith over fear," it makes me want to cuss. <laughs> I, know who you're about. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
I have to send it to you. I was, I was busting up, man. Because yeah. let's be honest with ourselves. We are Christian. We believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We believe that the Son of God came down to the earth and was born in the body of a man and was filled with the spirit that came from God, the creator of the universe. We believe that he lived, lived a completely sinless life. We believe that he was attacked and crucified for no reason at all. We believe that he died and three days later came back from the dead and then ascended to heaven we believe that the same spirit that raised him from death is inside of us and we believe all of that how can we believe that something like a medical treatment is is bigger and badder than the blood of jesus how can we believe that something that was created Yes. To save lives is something that can strip away the benefits of Holy Ghost. How can we believe that something that was created for the benefit of man can be evil? I mean, ooh, ooh. when I yeah. think about all the wonderful, beautiful children who are alive right now because of vaccines. Yep. When I think about all the wonderful, beautiful children right now who are not suffering because of vaccines, because of technology, because of the time that we were born into, one that is more medically and scientifically advanced than any time in history. We don't know how privileged we are. We, we really don't. don't. Know how privileged we are to live in America. Could you have imagined? Yeah. Could you have imagined what it would have been like to be born prior to the advent of toilet paper? <laughs> don't, one thing. One thing. To, toilet paper. No, I don't want to imagine. Thank you. I, they used to <laughs> use. They used to use a wet sponge, Vinny. Uh. It was communal. <laughs> The Romans, the Romans had toilet rooms that multiple people would go into. It was like a trough that you would sit in, and there was a wet sponge, and they had vinegar on it, and it was just sitting there in the trough. And they would reach back, do their thing, put it back in there. Somebody else would use it. How could you do that to SpongeBob? <laughs> I feel bad for those sponges in the Mediterranean that were murdered for such a purpose. I, oh. I, would been, I would have been a part of PETA. Oh. That's disgusting. <laughs> like we like just that one thing, just toilet paper. Yeah. But we have toilet paper. We have air conditioning. We have refrigeration. We have the ability to can and preserve food. We have the ability to freeze food. We have the ability to freeze dry food. We have the ability to get vaccines and not get sick and die yeah. from, from things that have been killing people for millennia. We have the ability to get in a car and drive 100 miles an hour to some place that would have taken weeks. A journey that killed the Donner Party, I can now make in two hours. Yep. We, we have... Right? Yep. Like, like, we are so freaking blessed 
to live in the day and age that we are as just as people, but as Christians, we have it easy in the United States. We sure do. We sure. We are so freaking rotten, creating controversy where there is none, ignoring the mission of Christ. Mm, mm, mm. That's what happens in societies. That's what happens when people get complacent and comfortable. We manufacture outrage and controversy to keep ourselves occupied. We see it on the left, obviously. We don't see it in <clears throat> and it ought not to be so. No. Yeah. It ought not be so. Because, guys, we have a job to do. We sure do. We, we have a job to do. We, we have a job to do. We are supposed to go around people that you wouldn't think we would go around. In the Bible, Jesus got criticized for going around sinners, tax collectors, undesirables. He got, he got criticized for going around uh, uh, races of people that they didn't think he was supposed to be even talking to. Mm-hmm. He got criticized for going around lepers. He got criticized for going around Gentiles. He got gender. criticized yeah. for being around the wrong gender. He got criticized for a multitude of things. What are we getting criticized for? Anti-vaxxing. Hating gays. Hating gays. Yeah. Hating Muslims. Hating Muslims. You know who I was praying for the other day? Hmm. The Uyghur Muslims in China. I was praying for them. Yeah. Because they're human, which means God knitted them in their mother's womb for a purpose that he desires to show them. And they are being horribly, horribly abused, tortured, mistreated, because the Chinese Communist Party is trying to destroy them as a culture. Not just kill them, reprogram their culture to make it to where it won't exist in another generation. My heart breaks for them. I've been emailing the congressman. um, Like, I thought after the Holocaust, we said never again. And I thought we meant it. Never again. I guess we don't because of our business dealings with China. And I'm all for global capitalism. But this genocide has to end. Yeah, it does. It's evil. And we Christians need to get off our butts and realize that there are real things right now killing people, hurting people, affecting people uh, in an extremely negative light. There are people right now who are going to hell in a handbasket and they like it. And then there are people that are going to go to hell in a handbasket out of ignorance. They just don't know any better. Yeah. There are people right now who think they're going to hell, and they're not, but they're going to spend the rest of their life feeling damned Mm. because maybe they got a vaccine and some person told them they're going to hell. No. God forbid. There are orphans starving to death. There are people sick with disease that need vaccines. There are people that are naked and we're not clothing them that want people to visit them. And we're sitting on our butts complaining in our air conditioned house with our wonderful uh, refrigerated uh, fridge full of food and and all this stuff. And look, am I trying to make people guilty? No. Am I trying to make a point? Yes. 
that point being, stop demonizing technology, medicine, food, things you don't fully understand. Stop demonizing it and attacking it with scripture. And instead, try to figure out if it's not explicitly evil, yeah. how can you use it for the glory of God? How can you use it to bring God glory? Amen. How can we use it to feed and help people, Vinny? Amen. Amen. Right? So let's all think about that this next coming week. Let's stop. Please stop. Take a breath. Reevaluate your your preconceptions. When you think of a word like Muslim or vaccine (laughs) or, you know, electricity. Artificial flavors. Just stop. I don't think we have any Amish uh, listeners to this podcast. If we do, we love you. God bless you. Hey, you're all. I want one of the hats. All right. Let's take a fork on this thing, bro. You guys know the drill. Message us at the Vinny and John Show at zohomail.com. You can find us on Facebook at the Vinny and John Show. You can look up either Vinny Montano or myself, Jonathan Lampson. Any parting words for our listeners, Mr. Vinny? Well, I hope that you were uh, informed, enlightened, encouraged, um, not not guilted, not condemned, not cast out. Just I hope that your eyes were opened a little bit, a little bit more on, on any one of these issues. Like, is, we are not called to ostracize. We are not called to shun. Um, we are called to be tolerant of people with different opinions. And you are free in the name of Jesus. You are free. You are loved. And no matter what side of this issue you come on. And uh, we love you. Amen. That's right. All right, guys. God bless you. We love you. We'll catch you next time. Good night.